it That feeling of acceptance I can be the guy that's looking back with knowledge as my weapon Cause it's inside of you and it's inside of me The real killer in depression is to suffer silently The journey's rough, the road is long You've just got to accept you haven't got to see the whole staircase Just the first step. Welcome to Veteran State of Mind and I'm your host, Garen Jones Thanks for coming, thanks for bringing your mates Podcast is growing, uh, I asked you guys to bring mates along and uh, you're not the losers that I thought you were. We are actually getting, we're, we're growing. Um, no, thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. Uh, numbers going up steadily, which means that you are bringing people along and um, massively, massively thankful for that. Um, and also for your reviews. Uh, you guys have been leaving reviews on iTunes. So if you listen on iTunes, you can leave reviews on there. It does help us. It helps us bring in guests because they can see kind of proof of concept. And um, it helps me to come. So, um, let's read a couple of them, shall we? Alex Fergie. Oh, Alex Fergie. Congratulations on all your success, mate. You've done pretty well for yourself. He says, superb. Always great to see a fellow veteran. Oh, maybe not then. Always great to see a fellow veteran podcaster adding such great value to their audience. Fantastic episodes with great guests. Well done, buddy. Keep up the great work. I mean, you already know all this if you listen to the podcast, but you might be a new listener. You might be trolling through iTunes right now looking for some new podcasts. Um, it isn't just about me coming it's uh, over reviews we are doing other stuff too but stick around is another review for you just to uh, seal the deal this one's from bfos 11 interesting name class stories and opinions as a general military fan and military history enthusiast i simply love war stories who doesn't love a good fucking war dit hey we all fucking love them whether they be from modern conflicts or years gone by this podcast is a no holds barred yeah it is look at the hosts and guests experiences of war and I genuinely love that. Good. I think some ex-servicemen and women don't like to sound too gung-ho when talking about their experiences. And it's refreshing to hear Gez mention how much he loved his machine gun and enjoyed deployments. I did love my machine gun and I did enjoy my deployments. In fact, I would love to go back and do another deployment with my machine gun. But this time probably mounted on a vehicle because I am fat as fuck. Um, the podcast is far more than just war stories though. Um, as it also focuses a great deal of time unraveling the mental health issues that are so common in so many people. I'm glad you pointed that out, mate. It's not just in veterans. It's just in people in general. Um, we all got stuff going on in the old grey matter that we need to address and become better versions of ourselves. So thank you for picking that out. A uh, great range of guests. Uh, maybe not today, but, you know, usually you do all right. Great range of guests <laughs> with different stories and all. Uh, all in all, great listen. Well, thanks very much for that. Keep reviews coming in, guys. Uh, I'll read a couple um, when I remember to. And um, yeah, I enjoy them. Thanks very much. Okay, so today's podcast is made possible in part thanks to me, Garen Jones. I got some books out. And if you guys like books, or if you know anyone that likes books, or um, if you need something to burn over winter, you need something to beat your cat with, then these books, they cover all those bases. Uh, I've got one called Legion. It's uh, about the Roman army. If you've, read my, if you've read my series, Blood Forest, Blood Forest and Siege, then it's the third installment in that series. It's actually the prequel. I think it's pretty alley. Got the Romans going around with scrim on the helmets. Now, not we haven't gone that far, but it's pretty alley. It's a good book, I reckon. You can find it up on uh, Amazon. Uh, what else we got? We've got Sugar Man that I wrote with the big dog himself, Vincent Vargas. Vin- Vinny was a guest on the podcast. He's a former U.S. Army Ranger, former um, Border Patrol Task Force down with those crazy Mexicans. Uh, that wasn't racist. They were actually crazy Mexicans. Um, yeah, me and Vinny did a book called Sugar Man. It's a short book. 
So if if you don't want to commit to a long book, get into Sugar Man. Uh, it's f- think of it like a movie, really. It reads like a movie. Um, and I think you will enjoy that one. Lots of bad guys get killed, and there's an alley bloke in it. Can't go wrong, really. Uh, what else have we got out? Um, right, that's it. That's the only ones I'm telling you about for now. But I appreciate you uh, supporting those books, guys. And um, yeah, self-publishing for the first time. Instead of going through a publisher, I'm doing these off my own back. So um, if they don't go well, then I'll be seeing you around London somewhere. I'll be the guy with the bigger beard and some cardboard in his hand. Right, what we got next? All right, VSOM store too. We got VSOM store up and running. Turning the camera right now. Hang on, turning to the camera. See, I'm speaking to the mic, I'm learning, Peter. You can see I'm wearing an Ali t-shirt, Veteran State of Mind t-shirt. The man sat opposite me is just wearing a full non, like, non-stop Ali sweater. Um, you guys are asking for merch. The merch is now available. vsomstore.com won't say any more about that other than steal your mum's credit card and get spending. Right. Um, this episode is made possible in part thanks to the Royal British Legion. They sponsor the podcast. They make this happen. Um, makes me happy. Hopefully makes some of you happy. And here's some of the other things that they do. The Legion made over 15,000 home visits to help support people from the armed forces community um, in the last year, um, which is, I don't know how many that is a day. I'm infantry as fuck, but it's a good number, I tell you that. Um, the Legion recently spent £5 million pounds on the new DMRC at Stanford Hall Complex Trauma Gym, replacing Headley Court. I should find out what DMRC means. Um, it's not a rap group. It probably is that too, though. Um, but it's, hang on, let's have a look at this again. Complex Trauma Gym. Right. I think we can work out from from, uh, that what it is. It's uh, a place where you heal up your wounded veterans who have been hurt, not just on combat, in any kind of service. That's something I think people have a misconception with injuries. There's a lot of ways to get hurt um, in the military. You might be chucking a crow out of a window. You know, there's a lot of things to be doing, a lot of things to go wrong. Uh, You might be putting them in the hurt locker. For those bootnecks out there, I know you love a bit of hurt knocker, put someone in a locker, throw them downstairs. Obviously not condoning any of those things on the podcast, but they are hilarious. Uh, what else we got here? Since opening in 2012, the Legion's Battle Back Centre has helped rehabilitate over 7,000 wounded, injured or sick servicemen um, and women. And the RBL's, hearing, sorry, the RBL's Veteran Hearing Fund has spent £2 million on hearing treatments for hundreds suffering from service-related hearing loss. Um, yeah, I mean, let's be honest, most of us come out of there with some kind of ringing in your ears or loss of hearing, so it's good to see that they're doing work on that front. So thank you to the British Legion for doing for doing that, and um, thank you for sponsoring the podcast. And thank you too, also to Altberg Boots, specialist boot, specialist boot makers who have been in the business for over 40 years. So let's be honest, if you're listening to this podcast, it means you're into the best the best podcasts, the best-looking people, the best-looking guests. I'm making eye contact with him right now. Um, Only counts with eye contact. Hey, shut up. It's not your time to speak. <laughs> you'll, you'll speak when it's spoken to. <laughs> um, hey, look. My Altbergs did free tours with them. Did free tours, and I once used them to beat a terrorist to death. And by terrorist, I mean Scorpion. But it was within the rules of engagement. So, no way he's there. Please don't come after me, Phil Shiner, you fucking dirty bastard. 
Um, yeah, Altberg boots. Seriously, guys, they make some fantastic fucking boots. I've got two pairs, so I got my desert pair. Um, they've been laid to rest after three tours of duty because I ain't going back there. Unfortunately, there's no more work for me. Like I said, I'm now fat bastard. Um, but I got my warrior pair. They're a leather pair. They look fantastic. More to the point, they work fantastic. Um, really good ankle support. Nice and comfy. Love wearing them when I do go for the occasional tab on the mountains, which I really need to do another one off soon because uh, I'm missing that open air. But yeah, get some on your feet. Look, Ali, win wars. You know what it's all about. Um, all right. What we got on today's podcast? Well, been going for about a year now. And over the last year, I have had some fantastic guests on here. I met some really good people. Uh, unfortunately, couldn't get any of them in today. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I give them a mucky Joe shout. <laughs> Joe, hang on, let's put this laptop away before you start your furious thrapping. Uh, welcome back to the podcast, bro. That's good to be back. Yeah, uh, right. Hang on. <laughs> we were just having a chat because I think we've come up with another sponsor for Veteran State of Mind. Only fans, right? <laughs> I bet you teenagers out there just got a twitch on just just at the mere mention of the word OnlyFans. What is OnlyFans? Well, from what I can gather, I haven't done a full recce on this yet, but from what I can gather, OnlyFans is you put money in, you get boobies out. Is that about right? Seems about right. Seems about right, yeah. Um, and if these slags can get money out of it, I don't see why us slags can't. Well, exactly. I have a bummel. I have a winky. I've been inside it. I've got, I've got, I've got some quite airy boobies at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's got to be a niche for airy boobies. No, nah. Well, I, I, well, we'll see. We'll see what happens when the first royalty statement comes in, won't we? <laughs> Not going to make any money off these fucking books, mate. But I'm going to have to do some. If you, <laughs> I'm on, I haven't even self-published the first book yet. I'm already thinking about prostitution. But let's be honest, that was probably always my motivation in the first place, wasn't it? Well, it's one, it's one of the oldest jobs in it, so why not? When all else fails, there's always a fallback. Do you reckon the oldest jobs in the world are prostitute, soldier? Yeah. Well, yeah, someone, vi- some, someone, someone to commit violence on your behalf. So yeah. it might not have been a soldier as per se, but like definitely yeah. someone. I like, I'll pay you twelve rocks to go and smash his head in. The old alchemists have got the, like the oldest drug dealers, aren't they? Yeah. Well, Evans always done drugs, mate. The fucking mushrooms and shit with the the, the druids. Then the the uh, the druids and the Germans military, uh, not German military, but the German tribesmen and that. They're all off the faces on the old mushrooms, mate. Yeah, that's what the berserkers used to do. Get yourself off the tits, put on a kinky fucking fur hood. Off they went. Yeah, well, exactly. And um, kind of got away from that. Kind of got away from using those good old-fashioned war intoxicants. That's the other thing. Well, people are always like, oh, how did they used to stand in line and face that cannon fire at Waterloo? They're all twatted. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely It's like twatted. in Vietnam, do you know what I mean? We just had shit wars, do you know what I mean? Go World War II in Vietnam, everyone's getting plied with fucking drugs and we had to go and do it sober. Mate. All right, yeah, it's a fucking good point, that one, mate. Like, the, the crews, the air bomber crews and, like, shit like that, they used to just give them, like, basically it was methamphetamines and stuff, wasn't yeah. it, that they used to give to them. Because, quite rightly, they're like, oh, we've got to win the war, we'll give them what, what they need to get the job done. So when we're hanging out of their arse in Afghan, best we've got to go to is some ration pack fucking coffee. Yeah. And, they're, they're, like, they're, on the serious side of it, like, obviously, I'm not condoning the use of methamphetamine on this podcast. 
in most situations. <laughs> but I, I, would, I would have loved to have done contact, fetted off my tits. <laughs> <laughs> the, the fettuccine, mate. The fettuccine. <laughs> but, but, but think about it, though, right? All right, we all know that, like, long term, that stuff's, like, not good for your health. But you know what else ain't good for your health? Stepping on a fucking IED. Exactly. So if that had made you a bit more awake for the, for the past six months, you'd yeah. come back with I've always, as fuck. I've always said everything in moderation, including moderation. So if you're at war anyway, why the fuck not? Do you know what I mean? It's the healthiest time to do it because it can't go much worse. The enemy were all on it. Yeah. The enemy were all off their face. Made the fucking... Um, they used to pick, find drugs and shit all the time. I did, I like in, uh, in Iraq too, wasn't it? They, they used to fucking... They'd all be fucking off the face on amphetamines and stuff. It's quite like, don't get me wrong. There's definitely like a a, a a part of that whole because they because they believe they're going to paradise. Like, don't get me wrong, mate. If you thought you were going to go to paradise at the end of a contact, if you died, you would be probably just standing up and fighting from the hip. Yeah, and the thing is, while you're in Afghan, the home of the fucking opiates, when you've got a bit of respite time, why the oh, fuck not? It's like around here in Wales, mate. You know. <laughs> Get smoked from that opium in your boys. Chill the fuck out. Have a good sleep. But that's what you're growing up with around there, isn't it? That's what the, that's what they, it's part of the culture. Just do. Just go back. Go back into the fob. Have some opiates. Chill the fuck out. But get, get yourself get... straight on the amphetamines and get back out at it again. <laughs> but it's it's hard to, to be. You think about it though. Like when I go walking, or go night, go for me nice walks in my Oldberg boots. Check them out. Oldberg.co.uk. <laughs> go for Slag. go for a walk. <laughs> go for a walk in the Oldbergs. Uh, I come across some blackberries, I pick them, I eat them. It's because they grow there naturally. If you're living next to a poppy field, <laughs> or like, you know, the weed just grew fucking everywhere there, didn't it? Like fucking marijuana. If that's growing out your fucking wall of your house, you're not going to not smoke it at some point, are you? You're not going to go, oh, I remember that guy in a shirt and tie coming into school and telling me that I'll be a loser if I smoke well, this. the thing is, you've got to think about it as well, is how many problems would people have when they come home if they couldn't remember at least three quarters of the fucking tour anyway? <laughs> Mate, I mean, like... that's the most profound thing I've ever heard. That's a fucking... Uh, you know what? Did you see that Black Mirror episode? There, there was a Black Mirror episode where they had... Um, they they basically... they This guy... All right, spoiler alert now, but this was fucking years ago, so you should have watched it by now. Um, they, had, they, they give us a... This guy, basically, he thinks these people that they're fighting are some kind of mutants and stuff, and he thinks that they're really dangerous and they make these, like, really threatening sounds and all of that. But actually, he's just brassing up civvies who are a decent, uh, who are a different uh, kind of like a uh, religion or whatever to him. But it shows a video of them that when he goes into training at the beginning of the training, um, they say to him, "Look, we're going to give you this like fucking chip, and it's going to make these people appear differently to you." But it, we found that it reduces PTSD by a hundred percent and all that kind of stuff, because it's like, if think about it. It would be having PTSD if you thought like all the people you brassed up had been monster, like like fucking zombies and and stuff like that, and like you know if it made if it, if there was a way of like softening your mates' deaths and all that kind of stuff, you know if there was a chip in your head that instead of seeing your mate get shot, your mate gets a fucking blowjob off. You're like, oh, he's getting a blowjob off a fucking smoking hot chip. Good for him. Do you know what I mean? But like, so it's an interest. That's an interesting one, mate. Anyway, pass some more some more of them mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, you're all right, I killed that off then, didn't but uh nah, those um those those Black Mirror episodes, mate, they they do answer they they ask some fucking pretty pretty insightful questions about the, the warfare thing. But like let's let's be honest. 
warfare up until, like you said, the wars we went on, and this includes Vietnam, included people getting wasted. Yeah. Constantly. Standard. Like, they used to fly them. When they were in the jungle, they'd fly them in booze. And then a lot of them, like, I can't remember what... Like, I'm going to go out on a limb here, um, which means it's going to be wrong. But look, research this yourselves. But I'm sure I heard something like up to a third of them, uh, of, like, Vietnam cops who have, like, tried, tried opiates and stuff at some point. Yeah, which even like... I could World... be wrong on that one, but I swear that's what... Even in World War Two, they, they used to fly fucking ale over to the boys in fucking the big barrels on the wings. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was a fucking. I didn't think that was a gender, like until I read into no, it. No, I mean, there's, but that's because I thought someone was taking the piss and it was like probably bouncing bombs from it. And then I read, I was like, "Motherfucker!" Used to get used to get cigarettes in your fucking ration pack, which again isn't a bad idea because it stops you being hungry, keeps you weak. Well, to be fair, we used to get them. Um, you know, in the fucking the Royal Military Police, everyone's best friends. Yeah, when they used to confiscate everyone's shit at the end of the tour, that like, couldn't go back in the boxes. Well, all the fags that people were trying to smuggle back. That's cigarettes to our American friends listening. Yeah. They're trying to smoke back some fags. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell are these guys doing over there? No wonder we're losing the goddamn war. Well, all the ones that used to take off, instead of burning me shit, they actually saw common sense for once in the fucking lives. And uh, used to send them out in helicopters to us on the, on the resupplies. Yeah. yeah? Fucking that's when you know things have gone bad. <laughs> <laughs> that's when you know shit's gone bad. Yeah. When even the military police are trying to help they're, you they're, out. They're basically like, right, we can't get you out if you're wounded, so here's some facts. <laughs> so here's a fucking 200 L&M red. Yeah. Bush your lungs on them oh, fuckers. Fucking hell, mate. you got the nice stuff too. Um, chewing tobacco, I wish we'd had. I got, I'm, I'm into the chewing tobacco now, mate. I can't do it. Like, but, so basically, if you want, if you want, to, when I'm in the states, if anyone's ever tried to track me down, just follow the trail that you're in tobacco <laughs> across the country. You can't <laughs> spit out; you just dribble it into your beard. Fucking well, no, it's not that. It's like when you're trying to pack the lip, when you're trying to take it out of the tin and push it down the side. By the way, I, I hate to have to say this: veteran state of mind does not condone chewing tobacco. But again, it does have its perks. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, it's when I'm trying to put it in. I think I've got a pretty big mouth, mate. I think it's these big kissable lips that I got. That like they keep blah, 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 knocking it out, and it goes all goes all over myself. But then I discover the pouches, right? But then, as with everything, you know, someone gives you one impression and says, "Oh, you can't, you can't, um, you can't fucking use the pouches, or you're a fag." And they're not talking about a cigarette. Um, so I was like, "Oh, I won't use those. Then I'll use the the other stuff and get it all <laughs> over the furniture." But then, um, yeah, it was. Uh, I seen some. I won't use the names in case they don't want people to know the dip. But I saw, because you never know, someone's missus might not know. But um, I saw them doing it, and I was like, oh, you know what? I will do the pouches, and it's great, because you can have a big row of them around the bottom, and you feel off your tits. Um, it's quite nice. Yeah. <laughs> have you seen the videos on YouTube when they get the uh, the proper strong shit and just fill the gums full of it? The horseshoes. They yeah. do, like, a horseshoe with it. Like My mate told me when he used to play American football when he was in high school, the kids would, like, you know, on kickoffs. You know, the kickoff, like, you run it, basically, you run at each other from 100 metres away and then meet in the middle. <laughs> he said that when they do that, guys would do that because you're so, you're fucking buzzed. But again, all right, this is actually tied and this is how good at We're so professional, man, we didn't even realise it. This ties back into the standing at the battle lines of Waterloo. When you're off your face, like, if you, if you say to a lad, right, stone cold sober, now run the length of this field with a helmet on, and put your helmet into the chest of the other lad who's going to be trying to do the same to you, you'd be like, doesn't seem like a good idea. Give him a fucking drink or give him something that makes his head go a bit rushy and all of a sudden you're like, 
that's exactly what I want to do. <laughs> um, and that's and that's the same for Boots. And this is why I take my hat off in a lot of ways to our generation, mate, of the soldiering that we've done. Um, not just us, this, the, the Falklands lads, obviously, too. You know, the Northern, a lot of Northern Ireland. Is we have had to do this shit sober. <laughs> and it's not... I don't think it's something... The that, taboo that never gets mentioned. <laughs> the taboo never gets mentioned. Why weren't we fucking shiters? But you know what? I reckon that's why the Russians suffer. Like, people are always saying... Why did we not have the same experience as the Russians in Afghanistan? Well, I think there's a there's a lot of reasons, but one of the reasons why is because I pro- my guess is that they probably were getting cunted um, a lot of the time, and like they weren't having their sentries were asleep, you know, all that. Yeah, kind of well, stuff. most of them were conscripts anyway, weren't they? Yeah. So they just thought, "Fuck it, let's." Yeah, get exactly. Because you look at the um, you look at the casualties that the ANA suffer. It's the same enemy that we're facing. Do you know what I mean? It's the same anyway. People say, oh, it's your body armor. And stuff. Like, listen, mate, it's not the body armor. It's the fucking, it's the drills. It's the way that we behave. Like, we're the most, or one of the most professional militaries has ever existed in the history of the world, bar none. You know, like, the, and that, the, that, that discipline doesn't mean you get shot for doing the wrong things, but it, it does just mean that man for man, we're really good, mostly, obviously you got your Muppets, like, but man for man, we got a really high standard of soldiering that you just don't get in your Afghan armies. Or like, it's something about them as well, mate. It, it, because people always say like, say in Iraq with ISIS, they're like, oh well, they just needed some more mentoring. It's like been getting mentored for ten years. Yeah. Like, the lads we've got out with us have had ten weeks of training. There's come some point where you've got to just say that. Like, I think, mate. To be fair to the British, I think we just got like some fucking warlike things about us. Yeah, especially well, back in the days when they used to have the good wars, like the opiate wars, a war actually about drugs while right. taking drugs. Yeah, all right, let's let's dive into that one then, mate, because there's nothing that I love more than a nice bit of fucking hypocrisy. <laughs> <laughs> um, the nice hypocrisy on the regimental flags, you're celebrating battles that Britain fought to keep open the opium trade <laughs> and then you're kicking lads out for fucking having a line on the weekend. <laughs> Jesus Christ. If if we're going down that route, maybe it's time to stop celebrating the fucking opium wars. And then three years later, you send them a letter asking if they want to rejoin back up because yeah. of the recruiting crisis. Yeah, come back. Mate, I tell you, I do love a good bit of, do love a good bit of hypocrisy, mate. Um, yeah, all right, should we, go, should we do some questions, mate? People have used, right, actually, first of all, I think I need to define what questions is to people. So when we ask on Instagram and stuff, send us in a question. Question isn't in one word, right? Like I literally get one word like water bottle or something. And it's not that shit. I'm not going to say what the actual things are because I don't want anybody to feel bad about it. But if you're sending in one word answers, stop it. <laughs> Correct yourself. As our friends of the Smoke Pit podcast would say. Don't fuck yourselves. Well, I won't go that far. Mate, keep listening to the podcast, please. Go to vsomestore.com. <laughs> um... But no, that should be the next like, T-shirt. We, I, I want us to be able to field your questions on here, lads. But you got to help us out at the same time. You got to help us out with the questions. Give us a little bit. Like if you say like, um, talk about SF. It's a bit like of an open-ended thing, that and it. Like so, be a bit specific with it. Be like, if you're interested in knowing what our opinions are about, um, you know, if our opinions are about certain things, then like narrow it. Can you narrow it down a bit more? Help us out. Um, and also. A lot of the answers are in the older podcasts as well. So if you ask that stuff, I'll just try and direct you as best as I can to the older episodes. Um, I can't remember exactly what's in every one off the top of my head. Um, but yeah, like the a lot of the common questions, for instance, 
talk. Like one, of, I'll tell you a couple of common questions we got. A couple of common questions we get are um, asking about advice for officers, um, advice for officers, and how they, you know, basically what do what do the men want from their officers? Uh, they want them to go back and listen to the other episodes of the podcast <laughs> <laughs> because we talked about it a bunch in there. Uh, I think. Um, specifically, I think the first couple of Q and A's I did with Alex Jones, I think we were episodes. I think they were episodes two and four. Um, I definitely think there's something there, but that that's kind of been covered a lot. Um, the other one is um, fitness about joining. Um, if you want, if you want advice about fitness, the man to go and see is Coach Mike Chadwick uh, on Instagram. My, um, I'm not. I've got my fitness quals and stuff like that, but that's like comparing, you know, amateur leagues to professionals. So. That's that's the kind of guy to go for that. So I'm not really going to field fitness questions that don't really pertain to me because I don't feel qualified to talk about them and I don't want your mum... Well, maybe I do want your mum sending me a nice angry message. <laughs> She's going to choke me. <laughs> um, all right, mate, let's have a look at actual question then. Um, let's start. All right. Um, the work that Johnny Mercer has been doing is uh, pretty fantastic. What's your opinions of him? Oh, this cunt again, <laughs> Fucking hell. I just set you up for a bite there. Every <laughs> fucking episode, man. I mean, did you see one of his most recent Instagram things? I, what I, I a don't. fucking knob. There we go. So, some of his... Uh, I just can sit back and open my beer. Some of his fucking... His people who work for him have got a knocked on this old cunt's house. And he's a Labour supporter. <laughs> knocked on this old cunt's right? house. And he's a Labour supporter. And he allegedly spots on one of these girls, right? Which is an abhorrent thing to do. And it's quite a serious assault. What, spin on someone? Yeah, in a non-sexual way, in, in a non-consensual... Non-consensual In a non-consensual, yeah. non-consensual Petrol state of mind does not condone spirit on people, except when it's hot. Unless it's a dirty oh, slag. Fucking filthy bitch. So, he's gone back and knocked on the fucking door, filmed on Instagram, while he berates this guy, and he's like, what's your fucking aim, mate? Because... To get spat on. <laughs> because I, I wish he... I, I genuinely... I mean, this is... I mean, I've... It's not any secret. Anyone who follows me on Instagram, how I feel about fucking Labour. But I genuinely want this guy to spit on Johnny well, Mercer. Because... They might be in power by the time we do this, mate. So you, <laughs> me, you and me might get, be getting shipped off to a Labour death camp if we fucking keep going. Fuck, up. that'll be on me. Anyway, I'll go anywhere. But anyway, let's not get into Labour. So anyway, so this yeah. old guy spits on this fucking girl. So that's quite a serious assault as far as assaults go. But Johnny Mercer doesn't phone the police. So I'm doubting if it, if it even actually fucking happened. And he's gone round to this guy's house and starts having to go at an old guy. Oh, and then, oh, and then, who was the girl that he spat on, mate? One of one of his canvases. How old? I don't know. He doesn't he don't say. He just says one of the girls who worked for me. Right, but we're talking about woman, not a girl. I don't know. It's just one of the girls that worked for me. So right. his terminology, not mine. Because okay. it does make a difference to me. Like, it's both bad, but like... If someone's spitting on a girl, girl like a child, well, that gonna, needs to if, be a she, that needs to be straight to the police, isn't it? If she's canvassing, I'm gonna guess well, she's mate, on the Well, I fucking don't know about that. What about that fucking Retta Greenberg or whatever her name is? <laughs> <laughs> she, uh, she, I know and there's a lot of people who want to spit on her. I'm not one of them. I'm not the one spit on a fucking kid. Jesus. No, but, but I, I won't. But be. from judging by Twitter, mate. Fucking hell, I've got off Twitter. Anyway, sorry. I'm I'd rather see Twitter. someone take a claw hammer to her than a fucking Fuck, spit. Mate, I'm, I'm fucking head out. I'm <laughs> Not that very state of mind condoms <laughs> claw hammers. Unless it's the people that don't pay well, the bills. Yeah, but it is, again, because we love a bit of fucking hypocrisy. Yeah. If anyone else did that, Johnny Mercer would be like, oh, you should have phoned the police. You should have phoned the police. Or, or not just, you should have, uh, like, like, 
That fucking lad recently, who talk, I've talked about this before, that lad who said admittedly stuff that I don't agree with and I think it was fucking stupid of him to do that, but he said some stuff to a, a Labour MP and it, basically he's in... The thing is, like, these people now, these MPs, have put themselves in the arena for... Like, if you go on Twitter, you then can't complain when someone comes back at you with something that's vile because you've, you've, you've entered that. It's like going in the UFC and then complaining that someone punched you in the fucking face. Johnny Mercer's put himself in a position there where he can't fucking win, apart from these mindless fucking numpties who just God-worship him because what the two outcomes of that? He's gone round to an old man's house and shouted at an old man. Did he shout at him? Well, he raised his voice at him. Did he? Was it the officer raised the voice? Was it like... Yeah, it was like the officer attempt at bollocking. You know when they try and give a bollocking but they haven't got a bollocking in them? It was one of them types. (laughs) So he's gone round to an old guy's house to confront him. Wow, what a fucking tough guy. And he's done something. Do that, posse too? And he's done something that. Oh if any, fucking! Hell, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep going. I've got to put the camera back on. <laughs> and he's done something that if any other fucker did, he'd condemn it, because otherwise he'd face his public backlash, and he can't even answer fucking tough questions. So he's never gonna fucking put himself. I, mean, in, in I, that I don't think any politician answers tough questions. Right, hang on. Here's my thoughts on this. Here's my thoughts. I'm gonna weigh off. And then, and then to top it off again on a different post. I asked him again what this Veterans Affairs Office is. Hang on, hang on. No, we're going to come back to that one. Wait, oh, I'm, making, we'll I'm making a note. I'm making a note. Veterans Well, you were at the fucking show button, didn't you? Veterans Affairs. Right. Never mentioned Johnny Mercer. <laughs> hey. <laughs> right, here's the thing. It's like the touch paper. No, mate. I, I fucking, that's why I put it here. Look, if, I'll show you now. I never actually had a question. I just put Johnny Mercer to set you <laughs> off. Fucking prick. <laughs> Bite. Um, yeah, so my, my thing on that, right? Is like I said, who's it gonna win votes with? No one. Anyone 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 that's gonna be like, yeah, go on, Johnny, give him a good talking to. Anyone that's gonna anyone that's gonna agree with that is already voting for him anyway. But there's even people on the there's people coming and saying you should have hit him. What? The guy was about fucking eighty three. Do you know what I mean? He was like a proper old man. He's just a grumpy old twat who's probably voted Labour all his life. Mate, he's probably spat on a girl because he's got false teeth. He probably got a false teeth in. He's probably going, ah, when I was trying to fucking buy it. And the thing is, as well, there's actually there's no actual proof of the spitting incident. Well, it's my erection. (laughs) (laughs) I would have rubbed one out if there would have been proof of it. Yeah. Well, mate, it's mental because, like, the mob mentality, that's why I deleted Twitter. Um, Because the thing is, I think you and me, we both think, we're like, we don't get one, but in good humour. We'll actually see the funny side of it, and it doesn't affect our life. It doesn't it doesn't actually bother us in real life. It's not going to affect my like my happiness and stuff. But the the, the reason I got off Twitter to me, and this is why I like Instagram and, and Facebook to a degree. Facebook, I find it a lot this harder. This was on his Instagram, though. This is what buys a piss. All right. Oh, on his right. official fucking politician Instagram fucking page. But but this, this is the problem with politics, mate, is that... Everyone is doing stuff to get like a cheer out of their team, right? So you've got, um, you've so you've got it like you've got your let's say you've got a Labour MP and a Conservative MP. Rather than having a post where they go, um, right, you know what? I don't agree with everything the Labour says, but recently I heard this politician talk from Labour, and she actually had some good points about such and such. So I've reached out to her because we both represent the people, we both represent this country, and we're going to sit down and we're going to try and find some common ground on this issue and work that. That's your fucking job, you cunts. That is your fucking job. Yeah. Instead of doing that, you go, I'm going to go around this old man's house and I'm going to fucking knock him out. Or is what is what your fucking support? I've, I've noticed that the politics has, has took a very American twist, probably since about the Cameron era. 
you know what I mean? And like these debates nowadays, they don't actually sit down and debate the politics. It's just a fucking smear campaign. It's like, oh, yeah, but do you know what I mean? You've you got caught texting a 19-year-old girl fucking 24 years Who's ago. Who's that? I'm voting for him. Well, I would say, I don't Nin- know. You got to a 19-year-old girl? I don't know. I old, made, 20 I, years ago, he was probably only 20 fucking five. I don't know, I just made it up, but do you know what I mean? Oh, right, well, start giving me bonus. I can't help it, I'm fucking horny. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we got, we're gonna, we'll be back right after this commercial break. <laughs> Come on, go and get your dick out. <laughs> Shit, camera's still rolling. Um, no, not with the cameras on this time. Well, maybe we need it for we need content for OnlyFans. Put the Zoom on then. <laughs> <laughs> nice and warm in here, mate. What are you on about? Um, right, yeah, it's 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 nuts, mate. And I'll be like, this will be released after the election, so fuck knows what the situation will be there. Might not might not be podcast anymore. Might just be anarchy in the streets and people fucking <laughs> people fucking goats. We might have we might have been we might have become the enemy. But I'd fucking love him to knock on my door though. Who? Fucking Johnny Mercer. Ah, oh, mate. What would you say to him? I wouldn't. I'd just knock him straight on his fucking nose. No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't do that. No, I really would. No, you wouldn't. All right. Johnny Mercer, if you're listening, I want a charity fight (laughs) between you and Joe. I'm fucking game. I'm fucking... Mate, why would... I reckon he'd be game too, to be fair. Look, at the end of the day, he's done... Well, he's ex-commando. He keeps himself fit. Why the fuck not? He's done commando course, and I don't care what you say about a person. If they've done commando course, they've got to have some mental toughness about them. Yeah. So... He's a fit bloke. He still keeps himself fit. Why the fuck not? I'm game. If you say you're a Labour... Here's a fucking... Here's a stupid thing about politics. If you were a Labour MP, you could probably get the whole thing to happen. Probably, yeah. But, but it's nobody, mate. To be fair, <laughs> I'm not the great... I mean, I follow politics because it's a bit like fucking guilty porn, and it? Do you know what I mean? You can't... I'm not... It's like, I, I, I just kind of get that kick out of fucking hating the news in the morning and shouting at the TV. I can't, <laughs> I can't help it. Do you know what I mean? It is a nice feeling. But it's... But you know what, mate? It's you've got to have... It's what that self-awareness, that detachment from it, and know that that's what it is. What like the difference between the difference between like if you sat there and watching it and believed it all and stuff, yeah, a, and that's then what I mean. it's a crock that's, of shit. That's, I mean, that's different. That is. We was in Iraq under a Labour government, and then we was in Afghan under a Tory government. I mean, what what fucking changed really? So it's, all, mate, it's all the same. They're all the same. Like look, at the end of the day. However, this time's different because of Corbyn. Do you know what I mean? He's just a fucking danger ex- to everything. Ex- exactly. For me, it's not anything like Labour. Like because like I say, mate, I can look at all. Like for one, I'll say this: there's not one party that I like. There's not no. one that I like. Um, and but like if I had to cherry pick. Right, I would say there's probably stuff because the thing is, mate, if someone is genuinely in a shit state in their life through no fault of their own, I want that person to be helped. And if that means I pay more tax, I'm all right with that. What I don't want, on the other hand, is like I know people I've been in school with who haven't worked a day since we were in school. We're talking over 20 fucking years ago now. They've never worked a day. I remember one lad when we were in class, right? Um, teacher says to him, Well, what are you going to do? Okay, well, if you don't work out here, what are you going to do? I'm going to go on the door. You know what he's done? He's gone on the fucking door. I'm not all right with that. And he's, pro- and he's probably got an house that's half-decent decorated inside with a big TV and it's all on Bright House. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm not all right with and that. And he doesn't get off his fucking house. Um, and, that, and for me, it's like, I'm all right with paying more, but let's fix what we're paying. Let's fix where things are going at the moment. Like At the moment, a fucking amount of fly tipping and stuff I've seen in the countryside recently. I'm like, well, let, let's let's fucking tidy up the house first. Let's get, let's get fucking... Let's... If, if let's put our money towards getting where we fucking live nice and fucking like nice sorted let's get everyone let's get a bit of community coming back in let's get instead of fucking having like these massively divisive things let's build some fucking sense of community back in rather than just throw money throw money throw money which um 
you know, like let's be honest, it's not the top, it's not the people at the top who pay it. It's people, it's people in the middle. It's people trying to get businesses off the fucking. It's try, people trying to get business businesses off the ground. They're the ones who get fucking slammed, slammed, mate. People who are who are from normal schools, normal families. They wanna, they wanna get. They they might have an idea of opening um, a fucking nail salon, or they might or a dog walking business, or something like that. Do you know what I mean? They're trying to employ one or two people. It's a fucking nightmare to get that off the ground. If you're fucking Amazon, you're laughing. Yeah. You're not paying no tax or anything. You're laughing if you're at the top. But it's like if you're like I'm not even saying in the middle because I don't even think it's the middle. It's just anyone that's trying to do something that's not like an employed job by another person. If you're trying to do anything like that, it's so fucking hard, man. Oh no, we'll look at crying. Look at that fucking barbershop I tried to open. Yeah. Good they, they case, have me, case in point. Fork out all the money, get the place done, a few days away from opening. Oh no, you can't open now because it can only be a florist. Well, I can't really see me being a fucking florist, so looks like it's gonna have to go down I the can. pond then. I can, mate. I, I mean, actually reckon oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna blow your mind. Ready? Three, two, one. Right. Blow, this <laughs> you be one of those guys, right? You got so for people that haven't seen Joe, he's a Fine wedge of a man with a great, powerful beard is the best way to describe it. (laughs) (laughs) Powerful beard. Powerful beard. A well-manicured top of the head. Let's say that. Um, uh, So think of like, think of baby Zeus, right? He looks like baby Zeus. (laughs) So it looked like baby Zeus. You imagine him with his tattoos in a nice little florist's pinny, right? With brightly colored pictures on Instagram. Mate. You tell me that's not a fucking massive account. Selling tulips and loads of MDMA. Well, I mean, <laughs> what you want what you want to do on the side your own business, mate. But I'm talking about this Instagram Well, account. if you're going to import flowers from Amsterdam, why the fuck not? All right. Well, there you go. Anyone out there looking for a business plan, you're welcome. Well, Fashion State of Mind does not we'll condone laugh. selling tulips. We laugh about it, but do you know what I mean? Go back to a couple of episodes ago. That's kind of what... Avenues, people. Well, I put a couple episodes. I've done a bunch of MDMA since then, mate. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, what Joe's saying is a couple of episodes. We had, um, you know, we had Rich in. Rich, uh, Rich was talking about the the buzz and missing being on patrol and stuff. And uh, I was talking to a few rum lads that I know recently, and uh, I brought that up to them because they're not ex-military. They're not ex-military lads, but you know what? They would have made good soldiers, um, and they're in the game. And they are. Um, they were saying the, the same thing, mate. That it's that that they enjoy that. The it's risk reward, and this is the same for you know the old. I love a bit of Ben Fogel. I think he's a legend. Ben Fogel. He should run the country. To be honest, I'm fucking. If we, I would, I would quite happily have an autocracy under Ben Fogel. Um, but like when he, that's he, just that's just a fucking country that'd just when, be too happy for me to stomach. Oh yeah, but you could complain about being happy, mate. That's the British pastime. <laughs> the British pastime. Neighbours would be too friendly. I mean, just na- even neighbours talking to you. I mean, all right, well, you're the problem. You're the fucking. <laughs> you're the root problem with this fucking country, mate. I like saying hello to people. You know, what fucking piss me off, right? When you're walking in the countryside and you see someone, you see someone about hundred yards away, and you're like, oh fuck's sake, I'm gonna have to walk past this person now. So don't get me wrong, I do get where you're coming from. When I'm in the country, I don't want to see anybody. That's why I'm in the fucking country. And then you walk past them and you're like, I'm going to say, all right, how's it going? Lovely day, isn't it? You know, you know, it's a load of cheesy bollocks, but you're going to say it. You're going to make the effort, be a good human being. And then they fucking ignore you. Well, fuck you, whoever ignores me. I know who you are. Well, I don't know who you are, but I see you all the time. You never fucking say hello. So fuck you. But I know where you live. Because there's only (laughs) only three houses in that fucking 10 mile square radius. Posh cunts. No, it's, it's not, it's not, it's not there, mate. It's people that come from out of town. 
because he's got he's got oh, prop he's got proper walking stuff on. The amount of town middle classes. Yeah. How one of the, how prob- da- I mean, to be fair, mate. How dare they walk in your countryside? To be fair, when I'm out walking, um, let's uh, let's picture the scene. Also, have I don't know my beard's not as powerful as yours, but it has like you could see it doing violence to somebody. Um, and then I wear like a lumberjack jacket. I have me fucking chav cap on on the back of my head, trackies on, and bright red fucking mud-covered trainers, I probably wouldn't be saying a lot to me either. Oh, imagine it's me. I'm walking through and I'm not being all plagal. Morning. And they see me. Ah. Five foot nine, 17 stone, tattoos on the face, walking two bull terriers and all that. Yeah, but you have got your dick out. It must be, well, yeah, but that's standard in the countryside. That's what you're doing, isn't it? Yeah, that's where the dogging happens. you gotta, you got you to gotta, you gotta fucking air it out somewhere, mate. <laughs> and do it outside of a school. Learn that one. Uh, right, let's move on to another question. Fucking hell, I've got a lot of stuff to edit out of this podcast, haven't we? Uh, Telic Medal. Should there be a different one for Cobbits? So let me explain what Cobbit is. So a lot of you probably heard the term Fobbits. So Fobbits, it's a play on words. It means somebody that doesn't leave the fob, the forward operating base. So if you think of think of a war, right? And this gets a bit messy with stuff like Afghanistan. But if you got if you got you got a front line where let's let's talk about classic wars, right? You got a front line where the enemy is. Then you've got behind that, you've got your support. Like so, you've got your your combat troops on the front line, and behind them, you've got your support troops, right? So in the say, you might have served five years in the Second World War, but you might never have gone anywhere near the front line. You've seen less combat than this fucking microphone. Um, it's just how it is. Not not fucking slagging anyone off, but that's the truth of the fucking matter. The majority of people do not. Um, I'm trying to think now. Uh, Glenn Horton, the SEAC, um he told me recently the the percentage of people that actually went out the gate in Afghanistan. I can't remember what it was, but it was less than a third, like yeah, way, way less than a third. So anyway, so a co- the Cobbit, and so in uh, in Iraq, the Cobb was the contingency operating base, which was basically the big base that was next to the airport. Um, so on, like there was a lot of bases in Iraq to begin with, and then they gradually closed down and closed down and closed down until on Telic Ten when we were there. Everyone went back. The cob was the only base that was then operating. So a cobbit is somebody that doesn't leave the cob, so technically didn't go out on the ground. Um, you did get some IDF there. Um, well, I mean, there was some fatal IDF there, but it wasn't like in the city like Basra Palace or the Peacock or anything like that. So, yeah, Telic Medal, should there be a different one for cobbits? Yeah, I think there should. And um, the same with Afghan use of grip shit because if you was a pay clerk, based in Camp Bastion, next to the American camp with every fucking home comfort under the fucking sun, you still got the rosette and the combat bar because you were based in Helmand, yet you never left the camp, you never, yeah. you fresh laundry every fucking day, never even, never opened a ration pack, never mind, so. And then there's know? probably some lads in Kabul who have dealt with suicide bombers who had, didn't get... You had infantry boys out in Kandahar getting killed in firefights and IEDs, you didn't get the... the combat roles yeah. because it wasn't classed as a conflict zone so yeah i think they definitely should be i mean they had it in um in the in the gulf war with the the air ops iraq medal for all the people who stayed in kuwait so well, yeah my, my thing on this mate is i think i just i used to bother me a lot it really I think, I think more it, it shouldn't be um a different medal for them everyone should get the campaign medal because they went to the campaign but if you were frontline combat troops then you should get 
the combat yeah. medal. There's some kind of recognition medal for being combat troops out yeah. in the front. So I've, cha- I've changed my thoughts over this. My thoughts used to be very much like, how dare they have it? This is a fucking travesty. Get me my fucking congressman. It used to be along those lines. Now it's more along the lines of, um, I don't care. Big, and the reason I don't care is because there's such fucking nuance and difference with medals and stuff anyway. So it's like the guy who's been in 100 contacts gets the same medal as being a guy who's been in one contact. He gets the same as one that's been in none. It, there's just there's no way of really kind of grouping them anyway. We all know of people who have had military crosses who are deserving. We all know of people who have had military crosses who are not deserving. Um, we all know the politics that's played in some things. Like I've always said, how is it the rifles don't have a fucking VC? You know, like it's, I, you know, I'm just not buying it. I'm just not buying it that nobody met the criteria from those from those groups. You, you look at Adam uh, Major Adam Jowett's company, uh, Easy Company, that I was you know privileged enough to work on the book No Way Out with that, and not one of them. So that was three para battle group, in three para battle group on that first kind of really punchy tour in Afghanistan, every other company loaded MCs, MIDs, like fucking loaded with com- uh, with with medals. Adam's company, who was like in that toe-to-toe fighting, not one. Why? Because they didn't want to draw attention to what a clusterfuck it had been. Yeah, Adam, Adam put it, politics. And, and that's why the medals thing just doesn't bother. Hats off to anybody who's got one. I'm not taking away from that whatsoever. Um, but it's been... It used to cause me a lot of kind of grief to be like, because I know people who are very deserving of them. I've mentioned them in my book. Um, I've mentioned them on my podcast. People who I think should have got military crosses that I served with who didn't get them. Why? Because we were all Welsh, I reckon. You just don't give that many medals to the Royal Welsh. Like I've said before, I'll shout out the, I don't know if you want me to give a name, but the medic, medic was with us in Iraq and Afghanistan. And she was fucking fantastic. She should have had a military cross, in my opinion. She doesn't have one. Um, and I think it's just because you're Royal Welsh. You know, Royal Welsh don't get medals and stuff. And and neither do your Royal Anglians and stuff like that. It's just, those aren't the kind of places they go to. And that's not to say that people who got them in other regiments didn't deserve them. They thoroughly did, I'm sure. But, like we said, we know there's politics involved. If it sounds jaded and stuff, it's just one of those things you just need to... It's not jaded at all. It's just a fact of life. It's like if you go to, um, if you're, um, you know, you if you're in certain clubs and things like that in the world, you you know, you get certain things going for you. If you're, um, you know, if you if you're in Wrexham and you're an English bloke, you might not get things happen as easily for you as a local Welsh bloke does. It's just the way it is. It's just the way the world is, and it, it, it that extends to everything in the world, including the metal system. Um, as far as rosettes and stuff like that go, I just don't care. Fuck it. Doesn't matter. Like at the end of the day, like. I would rather we had the way we do now than go the opposite way and be like the Yanks. Oh, yeah, that's what I mean. You fly over Northern Ireland, you get a medal. You completely basic train, you get a medal. You fuck, yeah, no. That national defence. You have all the fucking dangly bits of shit because you fucking become yeah. a mark. But here's, here's the, the other issue as well with it, mate, is the Americans have what's called, like, this, it's the, uh, I think it's called the Combat Action Badge. So I think you, so you get your Combat Infantryman's Badge and your Combat Actionman's Badge, if I got this right. Um, I'll talk we'll, when, I, when I've got an American guest on in January. We'll we'll go into this a bit more when we've actually got someone who knows what the fuck they're talking about. But that's never stopped me before, so here I go. Um, they they say that apparently you can get officers um, leading their men into stupid situations because they're desperate to get these combat action badges and stuff because it means a lot for their career if they do or don't have one. So it might be like, hmm, 
this area is a no-go area. Think we'll fucking drive down there and fucking get something to happen. Now, don't get me wrong. If you fancy a good old scrap, it's not a terrible thing to happen. But on the other hand, if you're dealing with IEDs and stuff, it's like, right, well, four of my blokes got smoked. That's me combat action medal sorted. Yeah, but on the other side, I think that's... A, there's no other side! I think there's a... <laughs> you know what I mean? The other the way you're doing it, instead of doing different medals, just have something to symbolise that you were there at the pointy end because... You had the balls to join up and do that. And but that's what you but, did. but look, look, isn't that like, isn't that taught to you? Isn't that, don't you see that by cat badge and stuff anyway? Like, like if you go to remembrance service, right? If you go to remembrance service, and this isn't, this isn't like, like so a totally kind of like a, a, a foolproof kind of concept, right? So if you go to remembrance service and you see a bunch of lads with an infantry cat badge and an Afghan medal, you're going to assume pointy end, right? Whereas if you see, uh, Afghan medals and an RAF cap badge, you're going to assume not pointing it. But on the other hand, that RAF person might have been on the mert. They might have been into some really fucking hairy stuff. I just got to love each other, mate. Except for the RAF regiment. You can fuck off. Yeah, fuck the RAF regiment. But everyone else, <laughs> we got love for. I just, I just don't see where it ends, mate. Like, once you start making those different, like, this for this and this for that and this for this and this for this, I think it's one of those things you just got to have the self. Oh, it's, it's, it's not really like this for that. It's, it's, de- it's dead simple. It's one and two. Yeah, but I would, okay. Well, how do you? But okay. So what if what if somebody had a fucking rocket land next to their room in uh, on the cob and kill three people? Well, yeah, but that's a one-off in it, and it's a rarity. But what, what if you're what if you're you, you, can't, you can't you can't judge general situations on individual. Yeah. Well, I I went on the ground a lot on Telic Nine, but nothing bad happened to me. So should I not have one for Telic Nine? Yeah, but the difference is the role that you did. Right. So you think it should be role right. rather so I, than combat? I can join as a fucking pay clerk, and I know a pound of pinch of shit that I'm going to spend my whole fucking career in safety. And even if I deploy anywhere, I'm still going to be surrounded by all the fucking guarding in the world, and nothing ever is going to fucking happen to me. Unless you're in Vietnam. Well, I mean, look at the fucking the Battle of Bastion. Was any fucking pay clerks endangering the Battle of Bastion? The Battle of Bastion. When they're making a movie about that. <laughs> oh, I God, I've jinxed it. <laughs> but I hope I get invited to the premiere. Oh, no, it'll just be the RAF regiment because they're the only guys who saved the day. Save the day. But let me in the first place. <laughs> you had one job. One job. RAF regiment comes. Right, anyway, we'll come back to them. So, um, yeah, I, so you're, I suppose what you're saying is you get, if you leave the wire, you get a different thing. Is that what you're saying? It just boiled my shit. It, not so much in Iraq, but in Iraq they did it. Like I said, they had the Air Ops Iraq medal for the guys. Not, 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 not yet. What? While we were there? For no. Oh, for, oh, for the first one, you mean? For the first one. Okay, but, what, what I'm what, saying... What, what bowed my piss is lads in Kandai were fighting and getting killed and not getting the roles there, yeah. yet fucking pay clerks and Ralph Reg doing fuck all in Bastion and getting it. So do you think, right, it should be something like you've got to go outside the wire a certain number of times... And then, uh, let's say you go out once, you get blown up, where well, you automatically qualify. Well, at the end of the day, you've been out and deployed past the wire, so... Or how about they just send in all submissions to us? Because that is, that is. let's look at the dynamics of the question here, the yeah. parameters of it is... The parameters were, telling medals, should they be different for Cobbit? So if you leave the wire, then you've left the fucking wire, haven't you? So you're not a Cobbit. So you're not a Cobbit. Good. Well, mate, well done. I like that. Come around. Uh, so we've just been talking bollocks about something that could really be easily sorted out. Well, no, because I, I still like, I'm, I still don't care. Really, I don't, I really don't care. Um, is my thing about. It. I don't think there should be a different one. I don't give a fuck. Um, 
Yeah, but that's not saying yes or no. That's just saying you don't care if there is or there isn't. So All right, really I, okay, no, I don't see the fucking paperwork. So I even ask a question. Fuck your stupid neck. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> I tell you what we should have, though, is um, so apparently back in the First World War, they used to have something called wound stripes. So if you got wounded, you'd get like a stripe on your uniform. Um, a bit like the purple art. A bit like a purple art. And I do think that is pretty cool. Um, because it is, but I mean, what, what defines a fucking wound? Because some of them... Are, well, I nah, see, now you're doing your own some thing. Some of them are fucking like, ridiculous. Do you know what I mean? It's like you come back, like like now you come back, you're hearing shot to shit, or it's not service related. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like... I suppose back in the day, it was pretty much... If you're in the trenches, it's pretty clear. It'd be like, what's the wound? Well, missing half of my face. Oh, right, yeah. Sound. <laughs> Big piece of fucking shrapnel hanging out your ass cheek. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, because they weren't. They were, I doubt they were sending people back for twisted ankles and stuff, were they? But like, let's be honest, right? You twist your ankle, but if you fuck up your knee badly, like if you fall off the top of a compound wall or something in a contact, your knee is could be just as ruined as if a bullet did it, yeah. and it's still from the contact. But people would like be like, "Oh, you got oh you got injured in the war. What happened? Did you get shot? No, I fucking bust my knee up." Yeah, uh, oh, but oh, I, wow. I think that's why. People weird. I think that's why that it's good that we don't do it now because yeah, good point. You go out. First patrol will get blown up and you only break your ankle because you're inside a vehicle or something. Oh. Right? So you've done one day out the wire, your ankle gets broke, they send you home. Every other fucker does a whole of the rest of the fucking tour and then you get an extra fucking badge. Well, but I, then again, that's what it all boils all down right, let's to. Talk, ba- let's talk about I'm gonna cross, badge, badge I'm gonna, collecting I'm gonna, cr- I'm gonna cross into a taboo. I'm gonna cross into a taboo, yeah? The idea that seems to go around in Civvy Street that if you lost a leg or an arm, you're a gleaming, gleaming soldier and a gleaming bloke. Well, no, I, I, find, I, I know a few shit cunts that got blown up. Yeah, I find this very interesting that... Now, again, because some people get fucking triggered, I have to put a fucking caveat on this and say, I'm not saying it means anything. I'm not... Life isn't one thing or the other, right? So just because I'm saying that there's a few people who are shit soldiers and who, who are shit blokes, doesn't mean I'm saying that about everyone, right? But nobody talks about the fact that, like, you know, it's you're automatically this idea that if you get hurt in one way or another, be that mentally or physically, that you're automatically a good soldier and a hero. It's just really interesting that I, I find. No, there's definitely shit comes get blown up. I know a couple of them. Yeah, but that's the and the other the other thing is again I'm going to cross into a taboo subject here. I'm sure some people are getting triggered, but I'm trying to keep it real on this podcast. Well, not not everyone. Not everyone like. There's millions of people who have died in war in the last hundred years. Are you telling me every one of them was a great bloke? Well, Let's be honest. no. I mean, I can think of a situation where a bloke was heading towards a wadi with three previous strikes on a fucking threat map, ignored fucking several calls over the fucking radio. After he'd already crossed the wadi already once by accident, instead of putting an honesty trace in, he crosses back over again because he didn't want to fucking say he'd crossed at the wrong point. Heads towards a crossing point that had three previous strikes in it, so I wouldn't have picked that place anyway. Ignores all calls and just fucking drives straight into it. And then not only that, but then soft cunts like me then have to get out and go and do run unproven ground to retrieve them casualties because the fucking vehicle's on fire and shit's starting to cook off on the inside. So if you don't get them out, they're going to get blown up by their own kit. I suppose the most famous recent example has been the uh, that Colonel H. Jones in the Falklands who was killed like assaulting a position, wasn't he? Um, no, yeah, there's, he was, a, there's a Welsh colonel. For, well, yeah, for, yeah, but I don't think he's as well known as H. Like H. Jones was like, yeah, like H. Jones got a VC. But well, that's why, yeah, but that's what I'm saying, mate. That's what I'm saying. What my what I'm saying here, 
is that there's two schools of thought on this. What, now we actually died? They're, well, there's the one school of thought... Well, no, these are the schools of thought that I'm referring to. The one school of thought is that he got a VC and he was leading his troops from the front and that's brilliant. And then the other school of thought is, what the fuck is he doing there? That's not where you're supposed to be. That's not your job. That's why you have platoon section commanders. That's why you have platoon sergeants. That's why you have platoon commanders. That's their job. What are you doing being in that position? So well, that, it's, that, And that, I think, to be fair, you can make an argument for both. Well, that's a shame with, with um, Colonel uh, Rupert Thornlaw. The Welshman got killed in one of our vehicles. Should he have been there? Should he have been back with his own tack? Did, did he need to be in that vehicle? Was it even going to inspire his fucking men by being there? Or did the guys think, I wish he weren't fucking there, fucking watching now us? Go wear me <laughs> now, 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 now I've got to wear my Osprey and my helmet inside the vehicle, do you know what I mean? Because <laughs> I've been fucking DS watched. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Did he need to be there? But yeah, I mean, there's a lot of controversy around the, the H. Jones one because there's also the, the controversial school of thought that they reckon, well, some people think that he was shot by his own blocks because they hated him. They know that. Well, and at the end of the day, there's not one right answer on any of these things. There's diff, like there's you can see it from. Well, but, apart from my opinion, it's always right. And if it's well, wrong, apart, it, and if it's, and if it's wrong, right. it's your that's fault. Right. Yeah, that's what I bring you on here, I mean. But <laughs> I just, I just, I, f- I think with that stuff like that, you know, it's like you can't say right or wrong. But here, but my point, that's well, I suppose that's my exact point is that the, it isn't black or white. And so the reason I think that that's important is because there's a danger in hero worship in anything, be that of all football players or soldiers or whatever. And people need to be able to look at people objectively and say, like, look, all right, so this bloke, like, let's say this bloke lost his hand on tour, right? Does that automatically mean that you should go and um, listen to everything that he says and contribute to everything uh, contributes to every campaign that he does and things like that. Same with this podcast. I think I've got some pretty good stuff to say. Talk some absolute shite too. Shouldn't fucking listen to everything I say. Shouldn't you know? It's it's the oh, no. same I mean... as everyone. But I think as soon as people see, like, a person who's lionized, and that could be that could be a sports personality. Like all of a sudden, our oh, team wins a fucking World Cup or whatever. Right? Give them all knighthoods. They're all great blokes. One of them could be a fucking kiddie fiddler for all you know. Yeah. Well, without mentioning names for. So we don't end up going down in the litigation routes or anything. But nah, when me and you when me and you spoke about that certain charity, and I give you more of a background. Oh yeah, view fucking on it, hell, mate. Do you know what I mean? It's I'm not going to call them out, but let's just say that um, I was like, oh yeah, of course. And this is to be honest, right? Actually, public service announcement. I fucking love it when you guys hit me up on um, Instagram or Facebook or whatever and say, can you help me spread the word about this charity? I really want to help everyone spread the word about everything um, that is good in the world. I genuinely do. Here's where I need to be cautious, because I have been fucking burnt, as have everybody else, by promoting something which then turns out to be a fucking scam. Because unfortunately, there are cunts in the world, and uh, plenty of them have worn uniform, um, which makes sense, really, if we're going down the cycle fucking analysis route, because um, we're better to manipulate power than in a system where it's it's like if you're a manipulative person if you go into a certain system like the military you're given power over other people by like legally you have power over people so it's a great place for those kind of people to go so let's just fucking recognize that one and keep it real but um yeah this 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 thing about people like they'll they'll do it with anything people people will see the the, the majority of people in the world are good cunts really good right 
unfortunately, the people who aren't see that and see the great opportunities to uh, manipulate people, right? So with these charities, veteran charities, and I know from speaking to my American homies as well, see the word I used, homies, for them. So they're like, oh, damn, he used homies. Um, yeah. Uh, you have never looked more white and middle class than you did when you just said homies. Yeah, I know. But getting back to the point, they, um, they, they, they have said the same thing, that there's loads of charities over there, which are the, like, some of them are just downright scams. And then others you're like, hmm, is this really in the best interest of everybody? It's contributing the money, which quite often it's not. And I'll that, be honest, I, I don't give to any of them apart from the Legion. Um, and although they haven't... And that's not... Hang on, mate, you need to add in a caveat here and say that that's not because they sponsor the podcast. Because no. Because otherwise we will get someone triggered. No, because on a personal level, they've not helped me. Um, they've not helped me when, when I went to them with uh, inquiries of things. But I do know a lot of people, including this podcast, and people who've been on the show, they have helped, and they've been going for a long time, and they've been consistent, and you make me sick. And they, uh, they've been consistent, so there's no there's no checking of their legitimacy, do you know what I mean? And you can, they are 100%, so... That's the only military charity I'll give the steam off the piss to. Yeah, I mean, look, it's one of those where there are a lot of great charities out there, and like you can have like one man operations, um, which charities which are fucking fantastic. Um, the like, but you know, the reason I'm saying is I want to shout out everybody, but you have to understand from my point of view is like one responsible then for like if I don't know, it's same as bit. I had one business right. I had a business contact me going, uh, like a veteran-owned business, going, oh, can you shout us out and everything? And I said to him, I said, like, I said, be honest, mate. I said, I can't, I don't, I don't know you and we don't have any friends. Like, as far as I can see, we don't have any friends. Because, like, if someone says, like, can you shout out this page or whatever, and I see that we've got a bunch of friends in common, yeah, straight away, I'm just going to do it because we got friends in common. But, hang on, is, is this one, mate? They didn't have no friends in common. I was like, if you could send us through some more information or if you could, um, you know, if you if you think you know we know anyone in common, like, and I explained why, and because, like, look, I've just been burnt before, so I have to do my due diligence because I'm sure you understand all that. Read the message, didn't even message me back. Fucking assholes. A prime example: the Royal Marines made Jimmy Savile an honorary marine. Well, that yeah. that makes a lot like, very <laughs> very publicly, and look how that backfired on him. Yeah. So. Everything's always as it seems. You've got to do your due diligence and and check out these fuckers. Well, here's the other thing, mate. It doesn't matter how much you fucking check people out. Like, some stuff just... Like, uh, the Savile stuff, though, to be honest. I watched a documentary about the Savile stuff. If you scratched a, <laughs> a million... I mean, look at the bloke, to be honest. These blokes... You, you, you only need to take one look at him to go... None. Well, something's not right. <laughs> I'm not saying like he's. I'm not saying he's like. You're not going to necessarily go right. He's a child master, but there's going to be something you're going to go. Something's not up. I, I'll be the first one to admit I'm fucking bonkers. Like I'm yeah, straight up I mean, bonkers. You, you, you st- take one look at that man and you look at me and think I would not trust him around children. That's just the aura he gave off, oh, especially with them with string- that big leer and his big <laughs> fucking cigar, his cigar and his short shorts and string vests and no. I don't know how anyone never clicked onto it. I mean, I wouldn't trust him around me pets. I gotta be honest. 
Right, not even kids, just just anything with all in it. You'd be like, you'd be like, <laughs> like this, a loaf of fucking bread. Yeah, like a fucking stinky tin of tuna. Like you're just thinking, like this guy is. No, like you said, mate. There's a an aura about certain people. Because there's some people I always think like wouldn't want to be trapped in a fucking elevator with this person. And that might be because they, they're going to try and do sexual things. Or you might just think this person would probably be one of those kind of people who they'll panic and just try and eat me the second that the, second the fucking elevator can't go down. I'm not looking at you right now. <laughs> um, but, yeah, there's, there's a bit of an aura about him. The whole thing about, all right, we have to get into it, Epstein. The whole fucking Epstein thing. This is what blows my mind about it. And this is why I know it's a fucking cover-up. Because you only have to hear, you hear for the first, you're like, oh, fucking hell, I bet there's so many levels to this Epstein thing, which there is. You only need to hear two minutes about it to, to realize this bloke's mental. And you can tell that straight away from him. Like, he goes around telling people, seriously, that he wants his brain and his penis frozen for future generations. <laughs> He's telling that to the leaders of the yeah. free world. He's not telling that to his mate when they're having a fucking line and having a bit of a fucking after party. He's saying that to people like Bill Clinton. Like, that's what that's his conversation. He'll be like, yeah, I think my penis should be frozen for future generations. He's saying that to the president of the United States. I think he's... He had a lot of shit on a lot of people. Well, exactly. But here's the thing, mate. How do you get that shit on those people in the first place? I mean, if they're as simple as Prince Andrew and they come out with alibis like, that weren't me. That weren't me. I was at Pizza Express that night. I mean, no. I mean, granted, I was molesting someone at Pizza Express, but that's not the point. But, yeah, I mean, some people just aren't clever enough to get out of it. But, I mean, I'm not buying the whole fucking, the cover up with him. So they just go, right, I'm just uh, retiring from royal duties now. Oh, yeah, so you just step back from all this controversy well, and, a, and live a public-funded life by my fucking taxes, you prick. Well, yeah, admittedly, we don't pay that much of them, so he's not having much of a life if he's on our taxes. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy your cold beans, you cunt. Um, but, mate, this this is like I said to you, though, the whole way that they've branded Epstein as a paedophile, right? What is his, his charges were sex trafficking because it's like his prostitution was with people who were younger than 18, right? Because most of them were like 17. That kind it's because it moved them overboard as well. Yeah, flew exactly. Well, London yeah, but se- yeah, sex trafficking. But also, it's just there's no such thing in America as there's no such thing as a crime of prostitution with a minor, like a minor, which be under eighteen. So it, it, the only law for that is sex trafficking. But he is a sex trafficker. He is or was a vile, disgusting human being. But the way that the fucking elite have been so clever is they've put him in the. They've branded him as like uh, uh, this disgusting pedo, which he was a disgusting human being. They've branded him as that so that people go, oh, well, it's good that he's dead. And then that's the end of the conversation. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yes, but also no, because now that he's dead, he doesn't get to talk about all the other people that were doing that. And the fucking media, mate, which is obviously owned by the elite, not veteran state of mind, though, except by Altberg Booth Development Society. <laughs> 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 They're all great guys. But everyone else, we're not owned by anyone else. Um, unless you've got a spare 20p in your pocket, which you want to check in. Um, but they, they are owned by, um, they're owned by these fucking, they're owned by these elites. And they put out the narrative. So it's like, disgusting pervert, etc. Which he was. Dead. Good riddance. And everyone's like, yeah, good riddance. Like, well, yes, good riddance. But also... Maybe we would have liked to have had a chat with him first. While Hillary Clinton popped smoke again. <laughs> Hillary Clinton. For the 158th she should time. Be, she should be down in Brecon, 
fucking demoing popping smoke and fucking ex-filling from contact. Hillary Clinton and Tony Blair are fucking sat there in a big joint on a beach somewhere in Barbados laughing to Pro- themselves. Probably listening to this, touching each other. No, touching themselves. <laughs> they watch each other. I just grab a cock. <laughs> um, so, so these cunts, mate, right? They're not even trying to hide. So let's let's look at some of the people who said. There's one photo. There's a photo someone showed the other day. He stood next to Harvey. So Epstein is stood next to Harvey Weinstein, and apparently the photo was taken by Bill Clinton. I mean, you talk about your axis of evil, right there. <laughs> like, fuck me. I'd hate to have been a fucking cocktail sausage at that party because you're not going down the mouth. Like, so they they got all this disgusting shit going on, and then the way that they blatantly blatantly murdered him so the day before he the day before he as i like to term it suicided himself <laughs> the day before he was suicided he um he was basically he was speaking to his lawyers making plans to move his money around so people aren't going to get his money why is he going to do that if he's going to kill himself right then he's then he's they're working on an appeal and people are like oh he gave up hope at that point look this guy has beat the rap his entire life he went from nothing to a fucking billionaire by letting people fuck underage girls. This isn't the kind of guy who goes, well, looks like the jig is up. Yeah. Like, that's not him. That's not his personality. He's a sociopath. So... It's just like so, another summer. So he did that the day before. The fucking cellmate that they gave him, the first cellmate, if you were like, oh, like, right, Joe, we're making this new movie. Um, and we need to go, we need to fucking get out, go to Central Casting and get somebody who looks like the scariest cellmate you could imagine. Um... So this guy, he's a massive, like, even his forehead is roided out, right? (laughs) (laughs) He's fucking muscle. He's a dirty cop that killed, like, three or four people in a drug deal gone wrong. So he's not just a dirty cop. He's a murdering dirty cop. That's who they paired him with. One of the most important witnesses in the history of the world. And they're like, put him in with this guy. He seems sensible. (laughs) You've probably got people in there who went in there for a bit of fucking tax evasion or something. (laughs) Stick him in with fucking Edward, the fucking dweeb fucking accountant, instead of fucking Frank, the cop killer. So they stick him in with him, right? So they stick him in with this fucking guy. Epstein gets found on the floor. And and he says, this guy tried to kill me. They pass that off going, oh, it's Epstein's... Um, just attempt at getting a cry for help or whatever. Oh, again, I just look at the guy. Look at the evidence. He killed fucking free... He killed free and, people. And, and the pretty much given logic everybody knows, Nancy's don't have a good time in jail. No, no. and especially, like, one that's... He's built like a fucking twig. And this guy's, you know, he's like... He's probably going to get off on the idea of bumming a billionaire, yeah. isn't he? Bumming a billionaire, nonce. Yeah, they like, would have known he was going to get used as a fuck tie before he we, got beat to death. Like, so... As far as the prison fucking, like, prison fresh meat goes, billionaire nonce is probably quite high on the a la carte menu of what you want coming in on your fucking room service. So you got that, right? So there's all that. Then, he, um, obviously, they get checked for stuff that they can hang themselves with. You know, they get checked for that coming in. Apparently, that gets missed on one of the biggest guys, you know, one of the biggest cases, which is international news. Because you'd go, ah, why would I search him properly? I'm not asked. He's only the biggest fucking... The noose was slipped into his yeah. bed blanket to yeah. carry him with him. So there was that. Then the two guards, like, they go... The two guards were supposedly both asleep when it happened. Now, look, I'll be the first one to say, you're in a sangha with your mate. One of you might go, hey, you get half an hour, then I'll get half an hour. But you don't both get your heads down. 
So the, again, and this isn't just Epstein that's a high profile. You got people like El Chapo. <laughs> El Chapo <laughs> is on this wing. Are you telling me that the two guards, bear in mind now that El Chapo's son, he just got busted out recently in a huge firefight in Mexico. So the two guards that are guarding El Chapo, El Chapo's wing. A firefight gonna... that was so big, the Mexican president went, just let him go. Yeah, it's they, too much for they, us to they, handle. So they let him go. But the two guys who were stagging on El Chapo's wing in America just decided to get their heads down. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not Sorry, having it. A I'm not fucking having it. Um, so, um, oh, Epstein was using El Chapo's lawyers, by the way. Um, so, like, they're probably all involved. Um, anyway, so that's fucking happening. Then they don't check on him. And then the guy that does the autopsy, who's, like, one of the most uh, foremost fucking... Um, Cutting dead people up, people, whatever you call it. There's <laughs> uh, infantry. <laughs> um, he says that this guy is like the way that his bones are broken and stuff is consistent with strangulation of um, like forced strangulation, not suicide. Because obviously the pressures are, are slightly, it's the same effect, but the pressure comes in a diff- slightly different way, doesn't it? And it breaks the bones differently. And everyone's just forgotten about it. Everyone's just gone. All right, well, he was a nonce. Yeah, he was a nonce. He was a fucking nonce. It was a nonce with millions of other fucking nonces who run your fucking countries and you're just giving them a pass. You're fucking mental. It's just fucking dodgy as a Catholic church. Nobody, nobody's talking about They're talking about there's like, um, there's a recording of um, uh, this uh, American like news anchor and she's saying that she had the story a couple of years ago but the, the, the palace, you know, the Buckham Palace basically said to him, if you run this story about Andrew... We're not giving you any of the Kate and Will stuff. We're not giving you any of the Harry and uh, um, Meghan stuff. Not giving you any of that. Um, and you won't. And those stories are so big that to not have that is basically career ending. So she got silenced in that. They're, they're fucking clever cunts, mate. They're, sil- they're not silencing veterans. They're- she had. I watched the uh, the thing on YouTube. She had the well, three years before. She had all all the fucking shit on him. And she's kicking off in this yeah. fucking news interview saying I had all this on him and I weren't allowed to use it. Yeah. And she was going ape shit about it. Yeah, that's the one, mate. Yeah. Um. And she she had it all. It's all there. And you know what? It's it's in open view now. What we have seen recently, and this has happened. This happened in, in Turkey with the Saudi Arabian. Um. The the Saudi Arabian. Um, because he wasn't a nonce, he was just a journalist. He gets chopped up. No one's asked about that, are they? Keep driving your fucking Land Rover. You, you, what, what do the people have? <laughs> your, your Range Rovers. Yeah, use. But it's mental, mate. Like what we have seen this year is people who are basically the state, but not the state, the deep state. People who run the people who are powerful. Like I've said before, Tony Blair starts a war which has left millions of people dead. He's was worth. No, it wasn't worth a couple of million going into it. Now he's worth sixty. Nobody seems asked. We have seen this year people who have criticised governments just killed. And, and has it always happened? Yeah, you bet it's always happened. But it's always happened in two different ways. There was one. There was a time where if you were the king, you go, "Don't like this cunt," and you'd have you, and you'd just say that. I just go, "I don't like you." I'm chopping your head off. And that was it. Was out there in the open, and everyone dealt with it. Then there was a time where stuff was done behind closed doors and someone might just disappear or be suicided and you'd never know about it. Like the amount of people connected to the Clintons that have died in um, suspicious circumstances. If you made a TV series on Netflix but put it on 15 years ago, mm-hmm. you'd have watched it and parts of it have been funny and a lot of it you'd be like, fucking hell, can you imagine if all this shit actually happened in 15 years' time? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But, but what we've seen, and mate, it does. Is we've seen public executions 
which is what they are. Like Epstein getting killed is a public execution because what that message says to everybody is we will fucking kill you if you try and come after us. If you try and destabilize, actually, why the fuck am I talking about this? Right. <laughs> what am I opening a gate about this? Right. Selling a few t-shirts. <laughs> Well, I suppose to be honest, we were died for stupid. We died for stupider things in Iraq yeah. and Afghanistan than a fucking t-shirt. So, well, bomb a bingo. But no, mate. It's, we've seen like people executed in front of our faces. Like Epstein being taken out is like it's a. Everyone knows that he got taken out, and I think it's easier for people to pretend that he didn't than to admit the truth. That if you get too big for your boots, they'll kill you. That's it. Yeah, we haven't changed. We are, with the, like in that essence. You might be wearing a great shirt now that's available on Vsom store with a nice alley across the front. I might be sitting here in my nice Under Armour Lycra tights. Um, you know, we're fucking recording on microphones, everything like this. But the dynamics of power are exactly the same they were with fucking Julius Caesar was around. A- AKA, fuck with me, get murked. Then there is still a good chance Hillary Clinton will send someone to kill us in our beds. We're tonight. not big enough, mate. The only reason we can say this is because no one gives a fuck. Like, because uh, my thing is, as soon as Joe Rogan gets taken out, that's when I shut up. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm like, they're gonna come for they're gonna come for Joe Rogan before they come for us. Um, but that's the truth of the matter is like we've certainly myself. I think I had this rose-colored vision growing up that things used to be a certain way and the kings and queens and all that and things had changed. Then actually having gone to Iraq and Afghanistan, that changed a lot of my opinion. And then this stuff over the last year, just seeing people blatantly get taken out, I just realised, oh, actually, things haven't changed at all. Clothes we wear are different. The The way we interact with each other is different, so through phones, etc. But the actual nature of any of those interactions is all the same. Yeah, it is, I mean... I don't fucking do nightclubbing anymore. I haven't done for a, for a long, long time. But I work the doors and I stand inside the club and watch people and all people do is fucking Instagram and Snapchat and then go fucking put it on the phone. No one actually just stands and gets pissed and gets wankered all night. What's wrong with them? Do you know what I mean? It's like they care about the livers. Yeah. What's that got to do with fucking Epstein, anyway? I got bored of talking about it, man. No! Right. <laughs> fed up with that shit. I haven't even come yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already bored. I've already faked it. All right. Wait there, then. Right. Hang on. We've done Johnny Mercer. <laughs> Go through the notes. Speaking of that... Oh, hang on. No, no, hang on. Right. Not related... Right, this is a question. This is a user-submitted question. Not related. I'm not sure not related to what. Not related, but can you still shag birds in the army? Also, as in... Oh, sorry. Not related, but can you still shag birds in the army? As in, is it doable? Right, let's break down this question. Can you shag birds? You, sir, need to go on a sensitivity course. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 have consensual adult relationships with, don't have to be birds. With an individual who identifies as a female. Well, it don't have to be. Don't have to be a bird, mate. It's the army of the 2019. You can stick it in whatever you want. Um, as in, is it doable? Well, I don't know what you're working with. Are you packing down there? <laughs> how, how, how good what look- level is your swagger at? Oh, yeah, how good looking is your grid? You've got to do... You know, I, you know, everyone's seen that crazy hot matrix with the girls. You know, there's a video out there. If you haven't seen it, look up crazy hot matrix. Not until you stop listening to this podcast, though. And it basically goes like, the cra- like the hotter a girl, the more crazy you're willing to put up with. Well, some birds should do the same ones with blokes and do like the fucking ugly money matrix. <laughs> <laughs> or not necessarily money, but the, the, the ugly power. Because it's like... 
if you've got money or power, if you've got like a fucking, like you could have a company that employs 500 people, guaranteed you, you're not going home alone. You're not going to be like, so what I realized, I always used to be worried, used to be worried about my physique and stuff all the time. Like, like most lads do, let's be honest, most of us, we're in the gym because we were like, oh, I'm going to get some women if I go to the gym. So you're in the gym doing your biceps and then you go to your pool party in Vegas thinking, oh yeah, I've worked hard on these abs all year. And then you see some guy who's lying, lying like Jabba the Hutt in the VIP cabana. And that's where all the fucking hotties are. <laughs> and once you realise that, once you realise that, mate, my motivation for training has gone out my ass now. I'm just fucking thinking about money instead. No, I'm not really just thinking about money. But um, it is... Well, yeah, it's, really no, but it, it is true that um, me and me and, uh, me and and Joe have this... Uh, we have a charity now we're working with underprivileged kids who need to be taken to Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> Belated and privileged kids. Oh, fucking hell, this is starting to sound a bit like the Epstein's fucking Lolita <laughs> Express now. Right. Backpedal, backpedal. Um, but yeah, we are like, um, can you can you shag birds in the army? Look, mate, you can, if you're a consenting adult and then people are consenting adults, you can, you don't have a sat major, don't, sat major's not, um, not going to be signing, you don't, you don't go and get like, it's not like stores, you don't go to the stores and sign out someone to shag. Just like having a normal relationship as a human being. I think my official response to that question is, how the fuck did you survive childhood? <laughs> I think he probably still is in his childhood. <laughs> yeah. And never um, shagged a bird. As in, is, it, is it doable? I mean, I'll tell you this. So a lot of stuff is doable in the block. <laughs> <laughs> what happens in the block stays in the I block. mean, what what did you have in mind? Like, how many... Uh, how much sordid depravity? But that's the thing, does it anymore? I mean, what... Did, what, you, what, did you want to get a gas mask, a few gas masks involved? What about an iron? But that's the thing, though, is what happened in the block stays in the block. Does it now? In this day... Well, no, because on this fucking podcast. Do you know what I mean? In this day of so... Hey, fuck, day and age of social media, oh, you does it? spit on the tip again. <laughs> Does it though? Do you know what I mean? Everything's on fucking camera these days. Gone are the days where you knock your thirty-two tens and fucking just getting pissed. I mean, I I can't imagine that things aren't different. One of the biggest mis- the the bad things that happened for the army was everyone getting cars, because I think in the army of back in the day, everyone's staying in that block for the weekend, aren't they? Mm. Every and then like I reckon that's why like units would have been a lot tighter and stuff back in the day because you were with each other all the time and you're like now like um. It's it is more of a job for people. They come in, they do the job. Um, you know, you punch out the individual rooms as well. I mean, as nice as it is to have that privacy for your fucking wanking, the fact yeah. is, like, a lot of people just go in there, playing Call of Duty. You're not really, you're not, you're not got that. You're not, you're not slapping your ball bag and you made said on regular I think basis. when everyone needs a bit of privacy, but I think you know, the first few years in the army, that's you know, I mean, when you're cutting your teeth on your the whole social parameters of army life, I think you should be, you know, what I mean, in the block with the lads I in the in the, in the bear pit. Four man rooms are good, mate. I think. Yeah, for the first few years, yeah. you know, and then once you got some rank, yeah, once you get your first stripe, then you get yourself a single man grot. Yeah, I I think like it's Lord a, of the Flies. Well, it, it used to be an incentive though as well. Like even go back to um go back to the Romans, the Romans um. Legion available by Garen Jones. <laughs> Go back to the Romans. In their, in their barrack blocks, which was the same across the empire, the blokes were in eight-man rooms. And then at the head of the head of the block, there was a, a, a slightly bigger quarters for the Optio, who was the second in command of the, of the century. And then the Centurion is... is And the, these weren't guys that were appointed by like rank. The, uh, sorry, by uh, birth. These are guys that have come up through the ranks, right? So basically, think of them in, in, in a way as like a sergeant major. Um, like Kind of like a sergeant major... Who, who, but it, like in the sense that they've come up, you know, through through the ranks. Um, 
they've got a massive they've got their own living quarters they've got a room they've got like a nice little fucking office they've got like a a fucking chill area and that would that would have incentivized people you know you've been incentivized to go for that those ranks and the way you got to those ranks was from performing acts of valor a lot of the time so it makes your army better because everyone's like well i want that fucking job uh and there's a lot of dead man shoes in those days yeah and you couldn't sign off well you could after 20 years (laughs) you could after 20 years but um but like, yeah, it's like, I think that's one of the things. I was a lot of lads. It's you take out that that kind of oh yeah, I fucking want that next step, and I want that next step, and I want that next step. But it's still there to a degree because you have your sergeant's mess and stuff. But you've already got the room. Say so you've got the same room as the screw when you first get there, you know. And I think that takes away a little bit of incentive for lads that aren't planning on doing a whole career. Yeah, I think it just takes away the whole dynamics of it. Do you know what I mean? The less fucked up shit goes on if you're all living privately. And if you're not doing fucked up shit, what's the point in being there? Yeah. Well, you can, there's a big difference between watching some fucked up shit on the internet and getting amongst it yourself. <laughs> so get your fucking resis out, get the bars, <laughs> get yeah. amongst it. So you've been in a respirator fucking teabagging some kind on a Friday night. You're not lived. You're not lived. Yeah, you shouldn't even be, you shouldn't even be able to sign off until that point. Um, I do think, though, that there's a strong argument to make that the stronger those bonds are between your group like that, the better you will be able to handle. If you do go to war, the better you'll be able to handle Yeah, it's it. a more cohesive unit. But the thing is, you look, the bond when you go away on tour, when you come back from tour, Brilliant. the bond between them guys is never going to be stronger. Nope. And like, you never want to be the crow that comes to the unit just after they come back from tour because oh, you're man. never going to fit in. Do you know what I mean? You're always going to get abused for years until you finally get a chance to go on the tour and fit in. You know what was really cool, mate? When I did, so I did Telic 9, and then the army and its wisdom, because I was doing back-to-back tours, they were like, oh, you can't just stay out here. You've got to go home for six weeks or whatever it was to redo, right? They sent me back to redo uh, Optag. Not, yeah, Optag, Operational Training Guys. So they sent me back to redo that. They sent me to the Afghan one, by the way. <laughs> they, <laughs> sent me, they sent me to that. So I'm in theatre, and they're like, no, you've got to go back to get current on theatre with instructors <laughs> who were there on Telic 8, and they sent me to the Afghan one. That, ladies and gentlemen, is the British Army. I lose all my fucking acclimatization. I lose, like, because this... So I, I've been out there in in May, so they send me back for... No, sorry, I've been out there till like, May. They send me back, like, middle of June or whatever. Um, so, and then I... No, sorry, I missed June. So I've I've been acclimatized to 45 degrees. Now, like, now send them back to Wrexham for a bit. Um... I go so I, I go back out there by which 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 point I've actually changed my mind about going back. I'm like, this is stupid. Why am I going back? So I go back, um, get so the the battalion's been there for a month and they've been in like punchy stuff. They've lost some blokes, fortunately, um, and they've bonded as you know, I don't know any of these blokes really, and they've bonded. You know, they've been in the fighting, and here's this new fucking stab cunt turning up. First, first thing first, I crawl, I crawl into the room in the middle of the night because they've just come in and off and off. but don't want to wake anyone up. Spent fucking ages crawling into that bed space trying to not make any noise. Soon as I get in my fucking gong bag, <laughs> fucking IDF alarm goes off. Rockets wake up. Everyone gets woken up. And then in the morning, this colour sergeant, it was obviously just one of those people who enjoys being a twat. He comes up because I have to go and like get my stuff squared away in the morning, get weapon and all that kind of stuff. And he's like, Ah, Corporal Jones. Um, I need you to go around, wake the boys up, and tell them they get on areas. Like you fucking cunt. What a way to get so popular. The, so the first thing that they know of me, they've been together fighting for a month, and the first my introduction to him. Hi, I'm Lance Corporal Jones. I'm from the TA. Go outside to pick up <laughs> <city> reference. <laughs> 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 
And he knew what he was doing. I'm surprised no one threw in the breeze blocks from the coffin. Everyone hated me. They all hated me. That's not so, because of that. That's just a genuine aura you give off. I did have a dick out. But I, no, to be fair, mate, the only way I got over that was then the, the, the rumour got around that I'd just come back off Telic 9. And everyone's like, ah, well, he must be nuts to be doing back-to-back tours, we should probably leave him alone. Like, that was, that. that's the only, that's, I think that's the only way I got got around it. And then the other thing with that on as well, and I hadn't been in Warriors, they'd assumed I'd been with the Kingos that were the ones they took over from. So they were like, oh, well, you, you've you got six months experience, you can go and lead Warrior. And then you, I didn't even know how to open the fucking door on the fucking <laughs> things. But, but like, you know what it's like? You're like, I've just asked to ask everyone to pick up fucking fag bus. I'm like, yeah, no dramas, I'll do that. <laughs> I'm like, remind us, uh, yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, that button, that button, yeah. And that's like, what makes the British Army the best. <laughs> Throughout no fuck ups, you can always manage to wing it. <laughs> it's fucking true, though, mate. They're sticking me in front of the battle group, but I've never even been in a warrior. <laughs> the, the irony that they sent me back to get fucking genned up. They sent me back to do the fucking gend up, and I spent six weeks at home, and then I come back in a vehicle I've never been in before. In the lead vehicle. In the lead vehicle. No, I mean, not all the time. I'm not saying I was the only one that went in the lead vehicle, but for the, you know, in the platoon. Oh, mate. Fucking cracking. Right, so I think we got a bit to to do another question, mate. Um, What would your rules of engagement be? Like, okay, right, let's make this. um, What would your rules of engagement be? All right, I'm going to change this to you and say... Do you think that the way we went into Iraq and Afghan was the best way to achieve the end state, which they were talking about, which was the end state being a stable country with a stable government? And do you think that the rules of engagement and the way we went about using military power was the way to do that? I don't think it was possible to meet the outcome anyway, because you can't invade a fucking country and then enforce something and then make it peaceful it's just not when, when you were when you were in afghan did you feel like you knew what your purpose was and what the end state was or do you feel like it was like i'm here to kill taliban yeah that was it i was was there to kill the taliban and get through the next fucking day and that's ridiculous yeah, isn't it when, yeah, when you yeah. think about it like and, and like you and me have both said before mate we'd go back for the scrap yeah that's literally we're just there for the violence we, we were we were but at the end of the day a country is supposed to, and NATO, is supposed to deploy force for a reason. I mean, when when you're going on tour and you are given a script to read to people of what your actual mission is, if you if you can't think what your actual fucking mission is off the top of your head, then what are you fucking there for? And the reason is is simply because we young lads who wanted to scrap, and that's why we volunteered to go. But yeah, but that is not a justifiable reason for the country to be there. No, and the way we went about it wasn't successful, and the only way to do it was to, in Afghanistan anyway, was to increase our rules of engagement, so it was pretty much on par with what warfighting rules of engagement were. And then we just went around fucking decimating the place. Yeah. The place we come to help. The place that we come to fucking help. <laughs> so the place what the Taliban were fucking up, we were like, well, we've got an idea. Let's just go and fuck it up as well. Yeah. To show they're like us. You know, it's, it's thinking about it, mate, because I, I was talking about the fly tipping around mine earlier. You know, what I'd like is somebody to come around with the van occasionally from the council and clean up that fly tapping. My idea of help is not, I'm like, oh, fucking look outside my window, go, fucking hell, the neighbor's house is gone. Go and fly tip it on steroids. Yeah, and then fucking, like, I'll go out, go out for a walk, and I'm walking down the street, all of a sudden, a fucking bunch of tracers start coming over me. Although, to be honest, that would be fucking pretty cool. The way the way I would stopped fly tipping on your road is we've blown your fucking road up. 
<laughs> there's no road to can't fly chip you're up here good yeah all right well good news you know that bad cunt we told told you about um yeah we got rid of him oh that's awesome i'll tell my grandma when i go see her later oh yeah bad news about grandma <laughs> she's gone too <laughs> oh well oh, fucking hell and that's it it's like, like oh well um that's bad news i'll, I'll get me donkey and I'll, I'll get me donkey and i'll go and t- give the news to the people the next town uh bad news about the donkey and the next town <laughs> <laughs> in fact you might just want to stop staying stuff at this point mate you might just want to sit here and get your head down because we're going to come back later and shoot you too so yeah no i think that question is too open-ended and it's way too complex because it was just a fucked up situation yeah. on both accounts. What should our rules of engagement be? Your rules of engagement should be what you need to do to get the job done. Now, that doesn't mean that you should be allowed, for instance, in, uh, I think in Iraq, I think the way, the fact that it wasn't, there was no plan meant that inevitably it turned into a fight. Now, once it turns into a fight, you should take the gloves off at that point to a degree and... Um, you should do what you need to do to get the job done as quickly as possible. Now, what do I mean by that? So in Iraq, once it was clear that the Jaysh al-Mahdi were fighting like an like an army and that you were having to use challenges to go into a town, at that point, it should be right. We're not fucking around here. We're going we're gonna to end up causing a bit of destruction, but we're going to have to do it for the long run. The idea of timidly doing... It's like you've, you've got one toe in and, and like the rest of your foot out. That just doesn't work one way or the other. The fact is, we shouldn't have been in that position. Like, because we were only in that position because there's a failure of strategic planning. But once you are in that position, then you've got to do. You've you've got one or two choices. Where I see it, mate. You've got to do what needs to be done or leave. The idea of sticking halfway in the middle and then fucking off is it just helps? Well, no, it just helps no one. You don't put a dog in a fight and keep it on the fucking lead. You know what I mean? You... We don't fucking condone dog fighting events. <laughs> <laughs> Or cockfighting, or any other kind of animal fighting. Oh, you fucking dirty but bitch. metaphorically speaking, you can't put a dog in a fight and leave it on a fucking lead, you know what I mean? It's... Oh, let's, let's be more humane. You can't put a boxer in a fight and tie one arm up behind his back. I think, you know what's one of the problems, mate, with war now, is that back in the day, like, don't get me wrong, there's always been political interference with, with war fighting. But... At least it used to take them fucking four weeks for their message to get to you. Yeah. The problem today is they can literally, for like, so like I was reading the Mattis book, mate, about Fallujah and stuff. And like, because he said, he said to him basically like, look, because he was, he was all for doing precision stuff in Fallujah rather than a big assault. The government said, we want the big assault. And he was like, all right, but if we start this, we got to finish it. They're like, yep, no dramas. He gets halfway through, the enemy are on the ropes. They're like, yeah, I think we better stop this. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa hang on. We've got him on the ropes. We've done all the damage. We've lost fucking loads of blokes. Let's finish the job. Nah, just leave now, innit? Leave it half done. Look, government people, stop your fucking meddling. That's like a coach in boxing. Well, it's not even a coach because they don't even coach you. It's like if you own a racehorse, halfway through, you run out and you stop the racehorse and then you go, right now, go again. Catch him up. Ain't going to work, Shag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shit question. <laughs> Fuck it up. Well, right, you're really encouraging not, people to say any questions. It's not a shit question. It's a very complex question. No, it's not a shit question. I'll tell you what it is. T- this is, um, it's, a, it's a question that I would have asked before I went to war. It's a question I would have asked because it does seem a lot more simple. But we never asked them questions, did we? It's only after 
we've thought about these things at the time. You're like, I don't give a fuck. Let's get in there. Well, yeah, I knew, I knew what I wanted rules of engagement to be. Death to everyone. <laughs> 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 Fucking death or glory. We were talking about this before we started the podcast. You know, Everyone always has this impression that, like, if you're a soldier, you want to be the first man on the fucking Iranian embassy fucking balcony. And I was saying, Joe, like, my thing growing up was the the stuff that got me out was, like, the bit in Helmet for My Pillow where he's set up on that machine gun by the beach and the Japs are just coming in waves and he's just mowing them down with the machine gun. That's what I want. Yeah. Still want it. That's what I want. I don't... I, that's what I read and go like, oh, yeah, I want a bit of that. Yeah, there's too many people now that all the movies these days are all, do you know what I mean, fixated on the tier one stuff. All the games that come out is on that. So all this generation now, that's what... That's what they think if, it's all about and it's, it's, it's just not what it is. If they made Call of Duty, The Pacific... And you could play Robert Leckie's character and be on that machine gun, just mowing down <laughs> hordes of like Banzai and Japs. Fucking right. I've got, like, I think people find, like you said, mate, because of the computer games, people find it hard to, like, that some people just, you want to be in the infantry or you want to be a tanky. There's some people out there that their wet dream is like, I bet there's some, there's some tankies, maybe you aren't even listening to this. Hit us up if you are. Who, there's some guys out there who smoked. The Iraqi army tanks in um, in Iraq, you know, and in in both wars, you know, who just they were in their Challenger or whatever they had in the first one, and they were just fucking taking these things out from ages and just watching them go. <laughs> fucking, hell, I bet they loved it. Yeah, and why they wouldn't? Did. And why wouldn't they? But that's what they wanted. Like that was their dream. Their dream was to be smoking fucking tanks. Their dream wasn't to be like re- rappelling down a. Or a thing, and just so I suppose I'm saying that because it's like if you're a young lad listening, don't feel like that's what you don't feel like. And you know what? Let's broaden this out. Don't listen to society's expectations for you. <laughs> Veteran state of mind has no expectations for you. I don't think you can do fuck all that. <laughs> no, no, but you should don't let other people be like, right, this is what if you want to be in the military. I get people asking all the time saying, like, oh, um, I want to join the this regiment, but. Should I join this? Mate, if you want to join that regiment, join that regiment. Join whatever fucking regiment you want, apart from... Graf Regiment. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that's I, the can't, only... I can't say I get this fucking gag in my throat before <laughs> I even say it. That's the only one we take a hard stance against, and I mean hard in every sense of the word. And the military police. All right, mate, I've got to do a couple of sponsorship things before we wrap this up. Um, don't finish yet, though, because we are coming back. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to... Our friends over at Camouflage. Camouflage, spelt with a K. Mate, have you ever had need for surveillance and investigations companies? Well, speaking of fly tipping and real surveillance, I'm sure Camouflage could do that. Yeah, you know, I, I have been meaning to hit up the old uh, the bee meister. Um, but yeah, that's that's the kind of thing that Camouflage are in a perfect position to take care of, um, Liam Neeson style. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that could be the thing. If you like, the thing is, mate, if that's on your private land, council land can help you. Hey, well, let's be honest, if it's on public land, they ain't going to help you either. <laughs> but if it's on private land, they're definitely not going to. Um, so hit up a company like Camouflage, spelt with a K. Um, they take care of stuff like that. They can do um, they can do a bit of a the old online surfing. Uh, if you think you've got an Epstein in your family, you might want to get in, get in on a bit of the online searching. You can use them for that. Find them over at camouflage.co.uk or camouflage limited, limited one word, camouflage, um, spelled with a K. Check out their online store. They've got some Ali t-shirts on there. They've just got a new design, a new design put in. It's pretty pretty, pretty Ali. Um, they've got a bunch of, um, they make things like handmade ghillie suits. Um, they've got cameras, surveillance equipment, all that stuff. Check them out. It's a one-stop shop. One-stop shop. 
for all your perving requirements, you dirty fuckers. Uh, also, check out our friends Zula Alpha Straps, uh, Zula Alpha Strap Company, Bombers Watch Straps for Ali Blokes. Joe's looking at me now, impressed as fuck that I memorized this stuff, top of my head. Um, yeah, Zula Alpha Straps, if you've got a nice timepiece, you need an Ali strap to go with it. It's uh, Both of these companies are veteran owned and operated, and we like to support veterans. And we especially like to support veterans that support veterans. So it's like an inception. It's like an inception of veteran support here. We're just going in and in and in. Um, head over to their uh, Instagram page. They've got some uh, they've got really cool pages on there. Uh, they do a lot of stuff with uh, our friends over at Sangin Instruments who make some alley watches. They've um, There's just a lot of cool cool veteran companies doing cool things. So so check them out. But Zulu off for straps. Um, I'm not wearing my strap right now. Why? Because... I've still got it in my head that you don't wear jewellery to go to do PT. Still has it in my head. And we're off to do... Uh, international chest day. We're off to do international chest day. Well, once we get out of here. Um, but I, I have a black I have a black Zulu Alpha strap on, on one of my watches. And uh, you know what? I've actually got a Bukshi one. Um, we'll do a competition for that. We'll give it away to one of you lucky winners. Even if you don't have uh, a watch, stick the strap on your wrist. You'll look better for it. Might, it might help that lad who's trying to fucking shag birds. <laughs> get, get, get a Zulu off a strap. If you've got a kitten and you want to choke it, Zulu off a strap. <laughs> uh, they're top blokes, uh, both of these companies. Um, I love them to death. They've been really good supporting the podcast. So please, guys, check out Camouflage, spelt with a K, and Zulu Alpha Straps. I tag them in all, all of my posts. Um, so just basically click on that. In fact, if you want to just click on the posts that I'm doing, you'll find... Um, You'll find some interesting people in there. People that have been involved with the podcast. People that are going to be involved. Joe is going to become more of a fixture on the podcast. Why? Because me and him don't have much to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, if you could go over to the Veteran State of Mind. Um, actually, one thing I would ask you guys. If you go to vsonpodcast.com and sign up for the newsletter, um, that would be awesome. Because when the inevitable day comes where I get the fucking Instagram pulled off, uh, on a serious note, one of our, one of our friends of the podcast recently in the States, uh, his Instagram, because people were copying his Instagram, they, instead of just finding out which was the real one, they just pulled them all. So he's lost over 20,000 followers in them, and he has no way of connecting with these people. It's like the Afghan approach. <laughs> <laughs> just do the whole fucking village. Do, this, do the whole village, man. <laughs> Um, so yeah so the thing with the email list it means that like fucking if we lose comms we actually have some comms uh, and also on the email list I do giveaways that I don't do um, I don't do publicly um, on the social media as like a bit of reward for being on there uh, taking the 10 seconds to sign up it will literally only take you 10 seconds um, mate explosive designs apparel explosive designs apparel can we do we give it oh, just explosive designs apparel Check check them out. They've been helping the they've been helping the podcast out. Um, not only helping the podcast out, helping out veterans, um, helping out veterans in general. Check them out. Check out the British Legion. Check out Altberg Boots. Check out our friends uh, over at the Development Society too. Um, check out everyone that's on my social media. Basically, there's a lot of there's a lot of good cunts out there, mate. We we talk about the ones who aren't good, but let's be honest. There's so many fucking so many vets at the moment who are like good cunts. Like I feel at least what four, maybe three. Three, three, four. We even know two in the RAF regiment, and that's boring. I don't reckon they were in here. I reckon they're Walters, <laughs> but they're well, like they're, Wal- they're like they're, they're like well, the best thing to be a Walter is, is the RAF regiment because yeah. no one's going to want to check up and talk to you. So, um, well, right. the the only time a Walt is a good Walt is if he's a Raf Red Walt. 
Yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> if you're doing his fancy dress, like, what would you rather be his fancy dress, Hitler or a Raff, Raff Reg? Hitler's pay clerk. Hitler's... That's, that's how bad the Raff Reg are. Hitler's pay clerk? Yeah. Why, why, why is pay clerk? Because, well, I mean... What's I think he probably had more than one, mate. He had a pretty big army. Anyway, we got to wrap, wrap this up. Continue to be continued. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to the International Chess Day. Uh, guys, thanks for listening. Vsonpodcast.com. And catch you next time. Love you back. Yeah. Listen. Shout out Teaser. You told me not to worry and you wouldn't break my heart. You told me you were sorry and my whole world fell apart. You said it's not my fault and yeah, I've never done you wrong. I'm grinding to a halt now, I can see you're moving on. I promised I'd get better and I told you things would change. You keep me to the gutter, yeah, I'll never be the same. I've got to let you go now, live your life and spread your wings and yeah, you put on quite a show and pulled the puppet strings. And are you sure that you don't want me? Remember all the pain? Or maybe you should thank me, it's your loss and my gain. I'm leaving now forever, I won't hang my head. Shame, but yeah, you've taken me for granted And you should feel ashamed You sold a dream to all of us A dream that we'd all die for A reason for us all to live And something we could fight for I might just help a man up to his feet Or hold a new one But no matter what I do My hands remembering my rifle, yeah Life's hard, I know that Still wouldn't change shit I wouldn't go back, yeah I wouldn't go back Feelings I hold back Memories fade, yeah, they go fast, yeah, they go fast Good times to come and go, survive the highs and lows Just take it step by step, I guess, yeah, I suppose Good times to come and go, survive the highs and lows Just take it step by step, I guess, yeah, I suppose